Hey. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey. Hey. Hi, everybody. I'm Kevin Dillon. I'm Tiffany Dillon. And this is Fake Headlines Podcast, episode number 25. Yes, it is. We've been doing this for 25 years. 25 whole years. My gosh. Yeah. We started off on AM radio back in the 40s. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Back in the 40s? Transcending How long all do you think 25 mediums? years ago was, Kevin? <laughs> it's not the 90s anymore. <laughs> I'm stuck in the 90s still. <laughs> I like that neither of our math works out. <laughs> this is fake headlines, and it is fake data. It's all real data. <laughs> real data, fake headlines. That's our new tagline. Yeah, yeah. You figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. We just say stuff, you figure it out. Use your Google. <laughs> or a noggin. Use your noggin, Google. Use your noodle. Use your noodle. I like that. Yeah. So it's catchy, is, right? It is catchy. Yeah. I like that. Use your noodle. Yeah, let's put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> I'll take one noodle, please. <laughs> Use it. <laughs> that could be like a uh, a new search engine, noodle. Uh-huh. That'd be a good search engine. Yeah. I'd use a noodle. That's so catchy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also full of carbs. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends, you know, it could be gluten-free, it could be not full of carbs, it could be uh, maybe black bean-based or Ooh. something other. But those are kind of weird, though, the black bean noodles. Oh, they sure are. They're not noodles. No. And uh, not sure if they're black bean, they're just weird. You know what else tastes delicious? Carbohydrates. Uh, delicious. Carbohydrates are the ambrosia of nature. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. But I liked it. Yeah, I it, carbohydrates straight from the... Hydrate tree. <laughs> the carbo out of the in, leaves. In Cabo St. Lucas. Isn't yes. that a, a uh-huh. city? Yeah. <laughs> or a country? Yeah. I don't know. A place? We should use noodle and figure it out. It's a noun. <laughs> that's all we. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. So this is Fake Headlines Podcast, episode 25. Uh, we are, uh, what we're going to be doing here is we each have three headlines, but only one of them is real. Mm-hmm. The other ones we've made up, and we're going to try to trick each other and try to see if the other one can guess which one is real. Right. Is that what we're doing? We've been not, do- yeah. We're 25 episodes in. I just want to make sure I have the rules correct. Yeah. Finally. Yes. We yes. should have had this discussion off we, the air. Uh, yeah, I think we got it. Whew. Wow, it's a lot. That was a journey. Whew. 25 episodes in, and we're like, wow. Wow. We're experts. <laughs> <laughs> After 25 hours of talking yeah. to each other, yeah. I think we're experts. Uh huh. I think we know how... Uh, 25 episodes and one year of marriage, we got this down. I think we got it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your friends. <laughs> so I'm going to read my articles first. Okay. And we'll go from there. Okay. All right. So here we go. Fake Headlines Podcast, episode 25, my three articles. Okay. Article number one. Uh-huh. Say it ain't snow. <laughs> Uh winter storms expected to stick around until mid-june for the northeast (laughs) say it ain't snow whoa whoa (laughs) oh yeah i remember that old weezer song yeah back from the 90s yeah of course the time that i still think i'm living in yeah that's right (laughs) saying it's snow whoa whoa. (laughs) that was really good Winter storms until late May. <laughs> Would you say May or June? I made it up. June. June. Yeah. Okay. June. Um, okay. Say it ain't snow. Okay. Got it. All right. Article number two. Ghost hunting camera app pulled from App Store because it could see through clothing. <laughs> 
ghost hunting camera app. Yep. Pulled from App Store because it could see through clothing. Wow. Mm. All right. You can see right through those snow pants. Oh. Say it ain't no. snow. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> 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 Turns out you're a creep. Uh, <laughs> not Kevin. You. I carry on (laughs) and article three a colossal elevator to space could be going up sooner than you ever imagined colossal a colossal elevator to space i don't know if i could spell that i just end up spelling coliseum (laughs) (laughs) this space (laughs) sunday at the space coliseum monster truck rally on the moon (laughs) get your tickets to the elevator to space (laughs) the stairway to heaven is real sunday (laughs) on the moon see you there (laughs) it's the it's bigfoot truck versus the lunar rover <laughs> and don't forget about a special appearance by Alienosaurus, the car eating robot monster alien. <laughs> Breathes fire, picks up a car. Uh. <laughs> Kids um. get free earplugs and oxygen masks. <laughs> gravity not included. <laughs> Bring your own gravity. <laughs> we haven't figured that part out yet. We'll get you to the moon, but you got to survive on your own. <laughs> Hold on tight. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry if you could hear me swallow my coffee. It's okay. That was gross. I didn't realize how close I was to the microphone. I'm very, 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 very sorry. Not as gross as it was earlier before we started recording, but we had our headphones on and I took a swig of coffee and then swished it around in my mouth. Yeah. Right into the microphone. Yeah, I almost flipped a table at him <laughs> and then you asked do you always swish your coffee like i did i did ask I, you know what if i did i would be very concerned about your oral health <laughs> uh and so should your dentist yeah you why know? are your teeth like all brown th- that's not how you whiten them no these i'm browning my teeth that's, you're browning your I'm teeth bronzing them you're giving them the good washington treatment <laughs> make them look all wooden <laughs> You know, it's without like a, without really fully committing to the wooden teeth thing. It's like a spray tan for your teeth. Just swish <laughs> coffee over them. <laughs> That's a trend now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, instead of trying to get them, it's easier if your teeth are, are yellow and it's going to take several uh, applications of a whitener. Uh-huh. Why not just go the other direction with it? Just, yeah. Just black those teeth right out. Yeah. Start your own thing. Just People will be like, wow, that's catchy. Wow. wow. Look at that guy. It's cool. I think I, I think he used to play bass in Marilyn Manson. Look at the muddiness of that tooth. Mm. <laughs> just the one, though. How does that happen? I uh, want one. I mean, anybody can have a gold tooth, but like a bright yellow tooth? How does he do it? And then suddenly Chaz shows up. <laughs> I'll tell you uh, how to do it. <laughs> you got that perfect ship around. So damn so. These teeth are yellow as hell. Hey, I'm Chaz, and I'm your new dentist. <laughs> That's right. Chaz went to dentist school while you were listening to Weezer, you <laughs> son of a gun. <laughs> uh, that's plausible. It is. Mm-hmm. I wasted a lot of time listening to Weezer. And Chaz. And Chaz. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, say it ain't snow. It's going to snow in the northeast until mid-June, possibly. That's disgusting. Based on some weather modeling. I'm not into it. I don't believe this is based on the farmer's almanac. Can we move? Yes. All right. If it snows in, in June, where we're currently living in the northeast, yeah, we will move. It's time to go. Yeah, you have it on record. Yeah, I so. I don't want to live in a place where it's snowing until June. No, I don't either. That sounds like a nightmare. We get enough snow as it is. I yeah. don't think I could deal with it any longer. Yeah. 
And those of you who don't live with snow, uh, I don't know, a good eight months out of the year. We do, we do live in a hellish frozen (laughs) landscape. So it's a, it's a tundra and it's cold and it's windy. Like I get that it's windy in Chicago, but damn in Buffalo, we got two lakes. So it's a nightmare. It's so awful. Sometimes we had eight feet of snow a couple years ago. Yeah. And just one event. And not all together. Like just, it, yeah, one event. It was not like a cumulative. <laughs> we had eight feet over the course of eight months. It yeah. was eight feet in like a day. And I get that some people really enjoy it. And that's great. But it's not for me. It's not for me. I don't like extreme cold and I don't like extreme heat. This episode brought to you by California. <laughs> Come move here instead. It's perfect weather. <laughs> hey, I'd like to. I would. <laughs> Shout out to Palm Springs. If it, if it snows in June and we're, and we're still here, we are going to move to the West Coast. Okay. I'll I'm deal be- with their natural disaster possibilities I'm versus gonna, this. I'm going to hold you to it. Okay. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's fine. Let's do it. Okay. I uh, We're not outdoor enthusiasts. We don't uh, ski or snowboard or snowmobile. Let's say we're not winter outdoor enthusiasts. I yeah. I we do like outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. Ice is not my friend. I don't have the coordination. I'm more like a a tiny newborn drunk deer in <laughs> the winter conditions, <laughs> where I'm like trying real hard, got that real focus, but ultimately I you're going down. It, yeah, it ends up in a <laughs> face plant in a snowbank. When the when Buffalo was hit with eight feet of snow a couple years ago, we lived right on the border of the snowstorm, so we were not affected by it at all. So we still had to go to work. People were like buried for a week, and I was kind of jealous of them. Yeah, like that just sounds nice being kind of stuck at home for a week. That sounds glorious. What would you do if you had like a week's worth of snow days, like some of these people did? Well, I guess. I would hope that I... I mean, we have been married for a year now. <laughs> well, so. I can think of a few things we could do ideas. to stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Italian Kevin. I don't know where that comes from because you're not an ounce of Italian at all. I think there might be... Well, I have to finish my... Uh, we do have the Ancestry.com DNA kit That's here. That's right. Do that. But I'm going to do that tonight. I'm going to spit into the tube and mail it off. It's super gross, but yeah. it's super f- real. Is there a lot... Do you have to... Is it a lot that you have to fill up or is it? I'm not a spitty person, so it felt like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was also really repulsed. I could so hear, like, oh. I could hear you in the other room going. Oh, I constantly. wasn't doing that. Yeah, that's you were. Disgusting. Don't that's lie to our listeners. That's what you were doing. That's a lot. <laughs> I can't even you, say it because it makes me physically I upset. I don't think I was around when you filled out your spit tube. <laughs> yeah, you were. I think I was sitting next to you on the couch. Were you really? <laughs> Silent, so silently in- spit into a tube that was pretty good because i don't recall it at all like i didn't hear yeah. anything mm-hmm. that's pretty good yeah so we'll do that it's later gross. tonight and we'll figure out what i what i am yeah um but anyway well if we were going to be snowed in i would hope that there was enough lead time where we had supplies like food supplies because we could uh like bake I, w- I would like to maybe we could make like a cake or a pie or something like that oh that'd be, fun. That'd be so fun, be fun and then we together. could eat it mm-hmm. and not care the best, part, the best part is eating it and we could just wear sweatpants all week, so uh, no one will know. Oh, uh, maybe read a book. Oh, when was the last time I read a book? I don't remember the last. I have so many books that I've read like the first chapter of, because we don't devote enough time to reading <laughs> physical books. Uh-huh. Like every year for Christmas, I get a few books. 
Like I have a book about Depeche Mode I got a couple years ago and that Steve Jobs book from five years ago. They're just mm-hmm. sitting there. Yeah. Yeah, I think part of it too is um, I just feel like I feel like there's always something that I need to like physically get done so I, I don't have a minute to devote to sitting down to reading like if mm-hmm. i if i come home from work i just want to veg out i just want to stare blankly at the tv yeah so i mean that's an opportunity that i could read but i don't think i would have the mental capacity to keep my attention yeah. focused in a book that's kind of like, if you're yeah. just starting out <laughs> yeah i feel that way too like i looking back like i think back to when i was in school back in the 90s and I always had trouble just reading, like, my assignments for school. Like, I'd have to reread the same paragraph a few times because I would kind of get lost in my own thought and kind of forget what I was reading. Me too. That happens to me all the time. And, I, and this was, you know, many years ago, 45 years ago, if, I'm, if my math is correct. Does that mean we have ADD? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's, what I'm, that's where I'm going with this is, is I was bad in the 90s without my attention span being slowly eroded by social media and just bombarded with stuff constantly. So now it's even worse. So I think now when I try to read a book, I have so many intrusive thoughts about just bullshit that I cannot focus enough to read. So I, so the, it's harder for me to enjoy reading even more because I've had like decades of erosion to my uh, attention span. Right. That's not good. No, I think that's bad. That's a bad thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i yeah i can definitely relate to that stuff it um one thing one thing that we were talking about recently was how nice it would be to have to actually rely on subways because then you would you would have no other option but to use like say if you were on a subway for like an hour or something or a train you would have no other option but to sit there and read because you'd have to be productive in that time right um because you're going to be underground, so you don't have an internet, probably. And mm-hmm. so you would you would have to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And that would be like, I feel like I would really enjoy that time on the train if it meant that I had to read for an hour. Yeah, right. And keep myself occupied. And I feel like that would allow my brain to calm down enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just need to meditate. That could be. Maybe that's part of our problem. <laughs> I think you could be right. Because we're always going right. so much. And uh, that's part of my problem. I can't focus to save my life sometimes because I, I'm constantly thinking like, oh, I got to do this. And right. I got to do this. And I'm thinking about this. And oh, what if this happens? And shit, I didn't do that. And how am I going to make time for this? And I have this other thing I need to do. And oh, but this other thing is happening too. And then next thing i know i have to go to sleep and then i lay there and i think about all those things right. and then eventually just pass out from exhaustion well, so that's exactly what i do <laughs> and, and that's why i put on like a podcast at night or something to listen to like usually a podcast because i have to be distracted by some somebody talking and then i'll trick myself into falling asleep because i'm not paying attention to my thoughts for long enough is it because That's I can't stay up. awake long enough to tell you a story? Yeah, I mean, I get my, <laughs> I get my little golden books out, I sit there, and then you fall asleep, and it's not as fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, maybe tonight we can turn things around. Well, okay. Well, I guess that's the one positive to if it if it snows until late June, mid June. Yeah, mid June. Mid June. Um. We'll get a lot of reading in. Well, so much reading and other things and too, but m- m- some reading. Some reading. We can also bake, and we can also 
you know. Hang out. Hang out is correct. Together. Guns out. Buns out. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about the train thing, too. Like, I remember... Um, when uh many we're gonna do it you guys that's all we're talking about <laughs> i don't know if i liked you saying that right after we talked about a train <laughs> not sure that was the right timing <laughs> don't know what that means for us um it's just the two of us here <laughs> <laughs> tell me more about this train <laughs> no go ahead well i was thinking about um a few years ago i had for work i had to fly to portland oregon on the other side of our country from where we're currently located mm -hmm. and um i had my work laptop with me and was able to buy internet on the airplane which was terrible i mean internet on the airplane is like dial up level speed and reliability it's awful but i did a lot of work on the plane for a while i, I like listened to some of my folks phone calls from work I work in a call center. I'm not like spying on them. I should. I was <laughs> <laughs> catching up on all the latest gossip because I'm the boss. They don't want to tell me, so I got to trick them into like <laughs> listening to what's going on. Get the real scoop. What's going on out there? Sorry, I yelled "scoop" into the microphone like that. <laughs> scoop, scoop. <laughs> uh, how, much, how much ice cream would you like? A scoop. Um, so I yeah. So I was like flying over like Minnesota, listening to people's phone calls that i secretly taped at work no uh listen to their calls for call center management purposes and other assorted work items and it was kind of nice to get some of that stuff done so once we landed i didn't have to deal with that anymore mm -hmm. but at the same time it was also difficult because i was in a middle seat so i kind of had to t-rex my you arms onto the it. keyboard because <laughs> <laughs> you were probably too polite to be like um excuse me can you get your elbows off of my arm chair chair arm my chair arms my chair arms my chair arms <laughs> <laughs> so that's good so you can be productive in, in travel situations yeah which absolutely we can't do while driving i mean i've tried doing that while driving it's a disaster it doesn't work does not work at yeah. all yeah reading a book you can just get so lost in the story once you do finally focus so you get lost in the story it's not that i'm reading bad books either because i know that it, when you say like I can't get into it. It makes it sound like, well, maybe you're just not reading the right books. No, it's literally because my brain is like on overdrive most of the time. Yeah, that's exactly what my problem is. I can't, cal I can never calm my brain down enough to read. <laughs> or if I do, like if I sit down on the couch and I like curl up with a good book, so to speak, um, I will fall right to yeah. sleep. Well, that's also because we're probably starting later at night reading, too. Yeah. Maybe we just need to create like a little book nook in our home, a little area, a little zone we can go to and read. Mm -hmm. And because uh, a lot of times we'll read in bed. So you're in bed, you're in bed mode already. Right. So I guess it's, we just need to make some changes. And I think I think you hit the nail on the head, though, with uh, meditation. Mm -hmm. We should explore that. Yeah. Because this, my brain's a mess. <laughs> like, this can't keep going another 50 years. <laughs> Meanwhile, our listeners are like, we know. Uh, we've been listening. Uh, we've heard 25 hours of this nonsense. Um, all right, Kevin. Speaking of nonsense. Yes. Ghost hunting camera app <laughs> pulled from App Store because you can see through clothing. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. Oh, exciting. So, uh so that means that ghosts are actually naked under their clothes? <laughs> is that I mean, is was it the ghosts who filed the complaint? That could be. 
you know what i mean <laughs> they have rights they're people that's true i mean ghosts always are wearing clothing aren't they yeah. you never see like a naked ghost yeah i don't know why yeah why wouldn't you? well maybe it depends on the situation like maybe like if like at, if somebody died at like the Playboy Mansion or somebody some somewhere where people are nude often, I would assume mm-hmm. that's the first place that comes to mind. You think Hef is just walking around? I think he's walking around nude uh-huh. with the captain's hat on. Oh, that makes sense. But not on his head. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think probably uh, or like a, a nude beach. Maybe if somebody died at a nude beach, they would be nude. Mm-hmm. Do you are you do you wear the clothes you died in when you're a ghost? Or can you pick from other clothing? I think you can. I think you just go through the ghost closet and you're like, yep, this is the correct era. Yeah. Or this oh, was right. my favorite. Like you, if, if you were a ghost, you would probably pick out um, a track jacket and a pair of Jenkos. A pair, pair of Jenkos, track jacket, a wallet chain perhaps. Cause yeah. Because it'd be like uh, the ghost of Christmas past. Like yeah. Rattling chains, wallet uh-huh. chains. Yeah. Um, probably a, a derby cap. Uh-huh. That's... Uh, yeah. Maybe a uh, Mighty Mighty Boston's t-shirt. Probably a Boston's t-shirt. Maybe yeah. a Boston's hat. I have both. Yeah. I had both in life. I you hope to have both hats. in death. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's interesting though, because if you die, so say you died in the Victorian era, that seems to be the most popular ghost era of clothing. It's very tragic. Um, would you not have access to modern clothing? Right. No. So you're kind of stuck in, a, in that you have like a, like a, a wardrobe that's period specific mm-hmm. for for your death. Yeah, that's weird. That's kind of weird, isn't it? All right, let me propose this blow your mind scenario. Oh man! So what if what if ghosts are actually naked, but they are able to project into your brain what kind of clothing they're wearing? Oh, interesting. Because I mean, you don't see ghosts all the time, but if you do see them, it's usually at their own. Uh, choice right so if you do see them then maybe they usually are naked but they're like somehow making your brain see that they are wearing like a a long white dress or a pair of acid wash jeans maybe you see what they they, you see what they what you want to see right or something like that you see what they want you to see yeah 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 like this is a familiar ghost outfit right or i mean there's theories out there too where some ghosts maybe um are uh the age that they um love the most so like oh right okay so someone died when they were like 45 years old but their heyday so to speak is when they were 20 maybe they walk around as a ghost in their 20s but usually they're naked and then when they do reveal themselves to the living reveal they put yeah um, they, you know, they keep it modest because they're like, you know what? The living probably can't handle my ghost tits. So <laughs> ghost hashtag ghost tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hashtag spooky dong. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag boo booty. What do you <laughs> What are you dressing as for Halloween this year? Oh, spooky dong. It's going to be a spooky dong. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I think you might be right. I think it might be a situation where they are able to... I like the idea that you're able to kind of pick what... Because for whatever reason, you're still tethered to this earth uh-huh. as a ghost in certain cases where people see ghosts, whatever. Let's just all be on board and say ghosts are real for the purposes of this conversation. Um 
you would probably want you would probably want to be l- looking like the your best self which would be a younger version of you and you, all you know is a certain st- a certain period of clothing so you would cr- gravitate towards something that was familiar and what you think is appropriate or stylish for that for who you are at that time right like like you said for me it would be a track jacket it'd be a pair of cargo pants wallet chain jinko cargos perhaps i had those Mm -hmm. something like that something baggy they made jinko cargos i'm pretty sure i had those damn that's all out Uh, maybe i didn't maybe i'm mixing them up i definitely had jinkos i never had the jinkos that had like the like on the butt of the pants they had like a a that crazy of, design like a couple playing cards yeah like a skull guy, yeah like a skull holding aces like i never had those i just had like the jeans or khakis with like stripes down the sides of them oh yeah and they weren't like I had the ames version okay okay <laughs> and they didn't have like the they weren't like 80 inches opening on the bottom they were baggy but not like the the real super ones you know uh-huh um okay so ghost hunting camera app they could see through clothing. So basically, this was pulled from the app store because of creeps. Pretty much, yeah. So it has like a like a night vision feature, but it was so good that it was like you could see like outlines of. How do you break that to someone? Like, oh, cool! Check out how cool this app is. Oh, Gary! Oh my! <laughs> Look at the size of your bones. <laughs> Told you I was big boned. <laughs> so like does it see straight through to the flesh or like is it like i imagine in my brain it was like an x-ray situation like x-ray no this is more like an underwear situation where you can see like your underwear through your clothing all i can do is make a face you were you are making a face <laughs> so it can only penetrate like one sorry oh, for the use of word but um <laughs> yes it can only penetrate one layer okay yeah so if you were wearing like you know, 90s. Well, even modern day, Kevin, where you were wearing like three shirts. Right. That's why I wear three shirts. Cause I'm afraid people can see through my clothes. Okay. So I always wear three layers, figuring at most they can probably see through one. Two, it's a little superhuman. Three is just ridiculous. There's uh-huh. no way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that seems weird. Well, that's, what? I feel safe. I don't understand technology that would allow you to do that other than something that's uh, like a rec- x-ray machine well it would be um because it's a camera app it is but it's the ability to manipulate like the full spectrum so like a night vision think of think of like when you watch like a night vision thing how it can it kind of flips the colors and everything right right and so with like full spectrum added into that you could potentially if depending on the brightness of it you could potentially see like outlines of things (laughs) that maybe you shouldn't be able to see okay so maybe it's not like quite clear but yeah it's right yeah it's not like you're seeing like a full nude person unless maybe they, if they were only wearing like a thin layer of something you might you might be able to see okay some serious uh spooky dong do you uh, um or do you think this is just like a booties uh, <laughs> or boobies um do you think it was just a design flaw or do you think it was done on purpose i would have to say it was a flaw because i don't think that somebody would willfully accompany well it depends i mean if it was an app that was just made by joe schmo 
Mm-hmm. Maybe they had uh, an ulterior motive, but you would think that this stuff would go through some rigorous testing. I would think uh, Joe Schmo would have to be very smart to be able to develop something yeah. like that. Like it's not like you're playing Candy Crush. True, but there was a, there was a another situation like this that happened in the early 2000s. I believe there was a. I think it, I'm not sure if it was a Nikon or a Fuji camera that had like a video camera that had a night vision mode on it. And it was doing a similar thing where because it was the, because of the lens and the, how much light it was letting in and the, the whatever, the whatever it, you could see like outlines of underwear and stuff like that through clothing with this That's camera. So bananas yeah. to me. Cause you, I think if, I think the idea is you're using the night vision mode in daytime mm-hmm. so that whatever's happening uh, electronically and whatever manipulations happening on the camera coupled with the light and the sensors and everything you're able to see maybe more than you should be able to see okay Hmm. so interesting um all right well let's talk about the elevator to space 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 stairway to heaven yes colossal elevator to space could be going up sooner than you ever imagined Hmm. it's kind of interesting colossal i mean you're talking elevator isn't that like what um isn't that kind of what they isn't there like a is it a bible story or like a history thing where they tried to isn't that what jacob's ladder is is that what that is i don't know i'm in my brain i have a picture of like an ancient person building something toward the sky. Mm-hmm. Jack and the Beanstalk. Just kidding. <laughs> That's a real Bible story, Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I want to say, it, not maybe the pyramids, I guess. Like, wasn't that... Similar uh, similar idea behind it, I think. Yeah. yeah, like closer to the sky mm-hmm. where the gods were. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think you are... Tr- I think you're correct. There was some kind of tower that was erected for god heaven purposes right i don't know it hmm, me either yeah but it, that's the image that comes into my head yeah i agree i've seen i can see, I, think, I see what you're talking about uh, so okay so this this couldn't be like a actual elevator because it would have to have a passing through point you know what I mean? like because the earth rotates mm-hmm and the planets rotate, you couldn't have an elevator that goes from point A to point B because it wouldn't, that solid form wouldn't be able to last rotations. Well, possibly. I mean, if, if everything's spinning together, it's like, say this elevator is going to like a space station or something or like a satellite and everything's kind of going together. I don't think it's going d- directly to like the moon or anything yet. Okay. I mean, yeah, that possible. was part of it. So if it goes to a space station, then that means that it's, momentum of speed would have to align up with that of earth yeah so then there could be a point a to point b elevator Mm -hmm. but then you'd have to worry about like something like flying like maybe like a stray asteroid right colliding with it yeah Uh, like it sucks getting stuck in an elevator in general but imagine being like ten thousand miles up right you're stuck (laughs) yeah and would it be like a solid structure or would it be like a like the those things at the bank where you put your money in the tube and it like, whew, like flies. <laughs> would it be something like that? That would be... Yeah. But it would be thousands and thousands of miles, though, I think, even to like the closest satellite, right? Right. Like how how do you even pack for that? I mean, <laughs> the true. tip alone for the elevator man. 
just seems like I, I feel like I can't carry that much money on me. You that's, know, that's a good point. Yeah, you'd have to Venmo the, the elevator money to the person. The right. Elevator tip. Yeah. <laughs> First, which floor are you going to? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> going to the International Space Station? Okay. <laughs> that was awkward moment when like he holds his hand out as you're getting off. Uh huh. And well, okay, fine. Well. Oh, enjoy your visit then. Hmm. Well. Good luck getting back to Earth. <laughs> It'd be weird if they ran into David S. Pumpkins on the way too. <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> yeah, so many. <laughs> or there, yeah, maybe there could be different stops along the way. Like a snack. You'd want to, st- I mean, you, you would assume, unless it's a situation where I mean, would it be like a traditional elevator that you would just stand in? You would have to be strapped into something, right? You couldn't just, like, the doors open up. There's a guy with a little hat on and white gloves. What floor are you going to you press the button? Right. That seems a little too um, sci-fi for yeah for uh, my imagination and for our in terms of plausibilities. And for where I think our technology is without having insider knowledge. Right. Like, it just seems like there has to be more... Yeah. Like you'd have to be strapped in, right? You'd have to. And then what if someone farts? Oh, God. You're talking about. There, how, it's gas powered. 10,000 miles of toots. Right. Straight to the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag spooky toot. <laughs> um, but oh. yeah, so there must be, I mean, you would have to, I mean, it could also be like maybe there would be a, a tourist element to it, right? You would go up and maybe... Once you got to the space station, there was an area where you could like, like an observation deck type thing. So would this be like just a thing where it was just going back and forth throughout the day, taking a handful of people at a time? But then there's also probably like a um, like an industrial application to it. So like instead of like you needed to get supplies to the International Space Station instead of sending another rocket up and then coordinating it to like I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you can just have like a tube or an elevator where you can just like shoot stuff up. Wait, so is this elevator to space meant as like a tourist attraction? I, th- I think it's both. I think it's both for tourist applications and hmm. for like getting supplies to people that are currently up there. I see. Uh, huh. All right. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever do something like that if it was... If that was a reality right now, um, not for a while. Yeah, you'd want to. I, I would not, would not want to be one of the first test subjects, right. and you wouldn't want to be one of the last either. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you'd want enough people to use it where there has not been any accidents, but you don't want to have hundreds of people having used it because then maybe things are starting to get. Well, there's a little bit of wear and tear on the whole system. Right. And then there's more. You're more prone to uh, something going wrong. I would need a six-digit number of number of days without an incident. <laughs> yeah, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a new thing, you know. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's also the elevator driver's job is to, like, change the sign. Oh, man. As somebody's floating off into space. Uh, it's not yeah. even digital. It's just, like, it's, like, one of those flip numbers. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, they put so much money into the elevator aspect of yeah. it. They couldn't spare a penny for this uh, additional digital sign. <laughs> or a dry erase board. Someone leans up against it accidentally. Ah, I don't know. Let's just guess. No, it's it's not okay. 
so i would i would imagine some kind of vacuum tube system kind of like the um at the bank because it would otherwise you'd be taking forever to go because it's thousands of miles yeah absolutely you'd be going up in this thing for for years years, it's a light year right (laughs) (laughs) you'd have to yeah you'd have to be strapped into the sides like those rides at the fair where you spin around the ufo right kind of yep there's gonna be a shoulder harness and a lap bar because this is all about safety Uh yeah not just a little rope like at the fair someone walking around checking out the lap yep. bars making right. sure it's tight give the old thumbs up to the control booth yep this tilt the world's taking off yeah <laughs> and they strap themselves off and off they go and then you hear do you want to go faster I'm like no <laughs> this is terrifying let's get there when we can yeah let's, take let's t- just be safe let's all take our time look both directions you know and buckle in um take your time follow the signs uh pay attention to stoplights <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's interesting yeah would you need I, and i would assume too you it wouldn't just be a thing where like hey let's go up there today like you'd have to be trained to some degree oh yeah you'd have to learn how to use like oxygen masks i would assume right like you couldn't just you wouldn't just be like like i said you wouldn't just be standing in an elevator you'd be i want someone to go through the same sort of rigorous training that they do to be like uh a pilot or something. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, right. I don't want just mm-hmm. some teenager like at a carnival ride. Mm-hmm. I can't with that. I can't. I can't even. I can't. Okay. Even. Well. <sighs> All right, Jeff. One of these articles is actually real. Which one do you think it is? I'm going to pass on the snow one because I refuse to believe such a horrid thing could exist. <laughs> um, it's fair. I I almost don't think that the camera app is plausible, but I also don't think that the elevator to space is plausible. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's colossal. It's a colossal elevator. All right. That's going to be my guess. The colossal elevator to space yeah. is real? Yeah. Well, Tiffany, congratulations. You're correct. I'm right. You are right. Also, that's terrifying. I know. No, thank you. <laughs> we'll pass. But yeah, just to point out that ghost hunting app thing, I mean, it was made up. But there was a, uh, there was a situation with like a consumer digital camera in the early 2000s where there were reports that it was able to, in daylight, using the night vision mode, you were able to like see like people's underwear through their clothing oh no so i remember seeing pictures of it on on the internet Ooh. yeah there's like an article about it i should look that up but anyway <laughs> a colossal elevator to space could be going up sooner than you ever imagined researchers are racing to make this science fiction idea a reality that's so crazy yes so here we go this is from nbcnews.com for more than half a century, rockets have been the only way to get to space. Wait, did you say ABC News? NBC News. Oh, NBC News. Mm-hmm. That's like mainstream. Mainstream news. Ah! I know. Carry it's, on. It's happening. For more than half a century, rockets have been the only way to get into space. But in the not-too-distant future, next Sunday AD, that's a, it's a mystery science theater reference. Uh, but in the not-too-distant future, we may have another option for sending up people and payloads payloads yes like supplies and stuff like that okay yeah Uh, a colossal elevator extending from earth's surface up to an altitude of twenty-two thousand miles where geosynchronous satellites orbit so we're right it was not to a planet but to yeah 
NASA says the basic concept of a space elevator is sound, and researchers around the world are optimistic that one can be built. The Obayashi Corporation, a global construction firm based in Tokyo, has said it will build one by 2050, and China wants to build one as soon as 2045. Yeah, that was kind of what I was wondering. Which country was planning on uh, pursuing this? That's so, so crazy. Yeah. Now an experiment to be conducted soon aboard the International Space Station will help determine the real-world feasibility of a space elevator. And this is from, uh, this quote is from Michio Kaku, a professor of physics at City College of New York. Uh, The space elevator is the holy grail of space exploration. Imagine pushing the up button on an elevator and taking a ride into the heavens. It could open up space to the average person. Uh, Kaku isn't exaggerating. A space elevator would be the single largest engineering project ever undertaken and could cost close to $10 billion to build. But it could reduce the cost of putting things into orbit from roughly $3,500 per pound today to as little as $25 per pound, says Peter Swan, president of International Space Elevator Consortium based in Santa Ana, California. <laughs> the idea for a space elevator was first dreamed up in 1895 b- by a Russian scientist who did pioneering work in rocketry. As commonly conceived today, a space elevator would consist of motorized elevator pods that are powered up and down uh, that are powered up and down a ground to space tether. The tether would stretch from a spaceport at the equator to a space station in geosynchronous orbit overhead. Centrifugal forces caused by the Earth's rotation would hold the tether aloft. So they would hold everything in place. Just the... That whole thing wasn't from 1895, right? No, just the basic idea of of this... uh, Someone who was into rocketry back then, that was his idea, was if we could just build some kind of connection. Mm -hmm. So the International Space Station experiment, dubbed Space Tethered Autonomous Robotic Satellite Mini Elevator, or STARS-ME... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was devised stars me bro stars me bro was devised by physicists from japan's uh shizuka university it will uh simulate on a small scale the conditions that the components of such a system would encounter cameras will examine the movement of a pair of tiny cubes cube sats they call them i thought al- you were gonna say along- cube steaks <laughs> two delicious tiny cube steaks will be sent <laughs> <laughs> into orbit to hungry astronauts <laughs> waiting by tether uh so they're going to be using a 10 meter long tether in a weightless environment to kind of simulate like what they could do if this could work okay huh yeah uh it's going to be the first uh world's first experiment in uh, elevator space movement so it sounds really cool yeah yeah wow so again nbcnews.com will share the article under uh, fake headlines on facebook and instagram you know when i get to it i'm sorry and twitter yeah (laughs) um before we move on to my articles, Kevin, I think it's important that we talk about uh, another new podcast. Yes. And so uh, we're going to shoot this promo at you and uh, enjoy. Stay tuned for a few words from Tennis Podcast, available wherever podcasts are. Hi, my name is Nick. I'm Brandon. We are the hosts of the Tennis Podcast, where every week we break down a different top tennis list, dealing with things such as the highest grossing films of all time, the most prolific serial killers of all time, the top selling video game franchises of all time, the top 10 hottest lumberjacks missing a major limb of all time. 
That's right. We cover all that and more every week. We are available on Apple, on Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And Brandon, what will we do if people don't check out our podcast? We will make a top ten list of all the ways that you are an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Listen to our podcast. You can find it by searching 10-ish podcast. That's 10-ISH. Thanks for not being an asshole. Okay. Kevin. Yes, my love. <laughs> what were you going to call me? My Tiffy. That's really cute. <laughs> Come on, you. Come on. Come on, Cutie. <laughs> okay. Um, are you ready? I am, I am ready for your articles. Article number one. Okay. Eight-year-old girl discovers Iron Age sword in Swedish lake. Eight-year-old girl discovers Iron Age sword in Swedish lake. Okay. Mm, interesting. Article number two. Town rivalry ends in disastrous pumpkin contest. <laughs> Town rivalry ends in disastrous... Pumpkin contest. Pumpkin contest. Mm-hmm. Okay. And article number three. Long thought to be extinct, miniature moose rediscovered in northern Canada. <laughs> miniature moose. Long thought to be extinct. Miniature moose. Rediscovered in northern Canada. <laughs> okay. I'm excited about the miniature moose. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a dessert. I'll have the miniature moose. I'm it trying really to cut does. some calories. Yeah. Oh, just the miniature moose, please. I've got to fit into my Something. suit. <laughs> um, for space. Um, <laughs> I'm taking the space elevator tomorrow. <laughs> um, and this might be my last meal, so I'm going to enjoy it, but also watch my weight just in case. <laughs> well, before the space tether, it used to cost $3,000 a pound to get stuff up into space, but now it's $25 a pound. Still expensive for a guy like me. <laughs> so I'm going to cut some calories. So, <laughs> um, so eight, eight-year-old discovers Iron Age sword in a Swedish lake. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I just imagined like a girl jumping into some water, a lake, if you will, in yeah. Sweden. Yeah. And there's a, a sword like st stuck in a rock and she pulls it out. Like a hero. Like a hero would. Yeah. A shiro. A shiro. A shira, uh -huh. perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nerd. is unable to swim to shore because it's very heavy. Yeah. <laughs> when is the iron? When's the Iron Age? When is that from? Um, or what time period is that? I, I think it is like around the Viking time. Oh, okay. I think. So I imagine like a, a bejeweled sword. I can look it up. It's okay. I can do that too. I imagine a bejeweled sword. Uh-huh. Very heavy, almost like Thor's hammer. Right. Uh, the Iron Age is the final epoch of the three-stage system preceded by the Stone Age and the Bronze Age. Okay. Bronze so, Age. That's so what I was thinking that's, of. That's way back. Iron Age. That's a throwback right there. Yep. That's a throwback sword. Yeah. Yeah, so like the 8th century BC. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's all BC time. Back when they knew how to make a sword, am I right? Am I right? I mean, these swords today. <laughs> Bronzing it up. Boy. <laughs> yeah. 
So imagine, yeah, imagine going swimming. I mean, she wasn't impaled. <laughs> yeah, but she wasn't like her final act was discovering this. Sword. No. <laughs> I'm going to do a belly flop. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Cannonball. Whoops. <laughs> Yikes. <Ooh. laughs> um, no. No. <laughs> She's safe. The sword is safe. Yeah. The, the sword is safe. is safe. The girl is safe. <laughs> but what a fun discovery. That's I wonder awesome. if she was a history buff and she was like, daddy, daddy, in Swedish, of course. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and she ran up and was like, look what I have found. It is a perfectly uh, kept sword in this lake. Hooray. <laughs> and the dad was like, uh, we're going to make some money off this sword. I'm going to quit my modeling career. Because <laughs> everyone there is a model. Yeah. This we've learned through watching House Hunters International. And also common knowledge. <laughs> is that isn't that where um, the uh, the guy from True Blood? I can't think of his name. The one who played Eric. Skarsgård. Yeah, and their family. Yeah. Because he has a brother who also acts. Yes. And they're all like ridiculous people. They're handsome, handsome family. Yeah, they're like the. I think they're s- Swedish. I think I think you're right. They're Nordic. Yeah. Right. They're the Nordic um, level of good lookingness to the Hemsworth brothers. Yeah, they're like the Nordic Baldwins. With talent. <laughs> <laughs> not that Alec Baldwin isn't. I really like Alec yeah, Baldwin. Yeah, the other ones, eh, eh, yeah. not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So I, I imagine if you, if you found something like this, you would have, probably have to hand it over to like the museum, right? You wouldn't be able to keep it? I guess. I mean. But what a cool discovery. Would you have to? Well, unless you didn't tell anybody about it. I mean, if it was your own your own property, I don't think you would have to. I guess it depends. I on think you can voluntarily give up things. Yeah. It's a finders keepers sitch. Finders keepers, losers weepers. That's right in the Swedish Constitution. Yeah. Sword sweepers. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sword. Sweepers. <laughs> Rights. <laughs> it's one hell of a soccer move, you know? If I was that kid, I would have the sword like hanging above my bed. Not in a dangerous way, like dangling from a not, rope. Not dangling you. in yeah. like a but chandelier like, way? Yeah, it's like not like a mobile of swords, uh, but more just like carefully on a shelf. Isn't that just like, what a wall. chandelier is? Isn't it? Don't you think the chandeliers sh- are kind of dangerous? The chandeliers are adult mobiles. You're correct. Did we learn from Phantom of the Opera, Phantom of the Opera that it's a dangerous thing to have a chandelier <laughs> just dangling? It could collapse at any time. <laughs> that is true. Terrible things could happen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, anyway. At yeah. least mobiles aren't usually that high in the air. Right. As the gravity. To chandeliers. <laughs> Air was oh, heavy. Really. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, hanging above her bed. Yeah, I'm that'd sorry. be awesome. What a he- she's like a little hero. That's so cool. Yeah. That would have find. Because even if, even if you had to, like, say there was some kind of law where if you found something from a certain, an- like, from antiquity, you had to hand it over. Mm-hmm. Like, you could, at least you'd be credited with finding it. And so you kind of would always live on. Right. Forever with that. Because I, I don't think you're going to, like, Maybe you'd be able to sell it if you like. I'm sure there's crazy sword collectors out there. Maybe it's it. It gets named after her. Maybe this. Oh yeah. Kind of sword hasn't been seen in so long. Right. That they, you know, maybe they call it the Lucy sword. Right. Right. That'd be pretty cool. Sword of Lucy. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. 
Oh, that's really cool. That's what a cool. Uh, and I mean, you got to be like the coolest kid in school. I know. Playing the sword. That's pretty dope. Hey, Sally, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, uh, you know, I did some exploring with my mom and uh, we were walking along this lake and then all of a sudden I found a sword. So it was pretty cool. Uh, sword from the Iron Age, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that seems right. Because <laughs> the sword, you wield power and that's you. Yeah, so now this eight-year-old can just, she can just say what she wants. Yeah, you can swear. She's over it. Right. That yeah. Can, she'll cut you. Yeah. She'll fillet you with that sword. Yeah. So don't mess with her. That's the sound of a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tiffany Winslow. <laughs> so I'm here for you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Oh. <laughs> it's always fun to watch. <laughs> Like, I don't only amuse myself. I am also amused by Kevin's expressions <laughs> when he's trying to catch up to the things that have just come out of my mouth, you know? You can see me analyzing. There's a little paper comes out. All right. Here's my analysis. Have you ever found a weapon while in your travels searching around the countryside? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Mm-mm. The only, only treasure I ever found out and about was like like a dirty book. Like a... <laughs> I thought you were going to say like a dirty arrowhead and I was going to be like, that's pretty cool. No, I don't think I've seen one of those. Just some dirty um, story erotica. Oh, okay. Left by a creek once when I was a kid. Oh, in the country? In the country. Okay. Where, where you dispose your written pornography. All right. Uh, that was the only thing I ever found. Uh-huh. No, no sharp words, not sharp objects right i'm sure that was a weapon for someone <laughs> um right yeah oh, oh, interesting hmm. but no yourself never found a sword or a knife or an arrowhead uh not not that i recall yeah. i yeah i don't think so i i wasn't i wasn't much for uh digging in the dirt as a kid no? you know hmm. I, was, I was more like you seem like a dirt digger yeah. Seems like someone that would have had fun making like mud pies and digging around. No, not really. Yeah. I. The only time I really dug into the dirt was when I was looking for worms well, for fishing purposes. It's more than I ever did. That's about it. <laughs> Other than that, I just walked the ground, you know? Yeah. Just walked it <laughs> miles and miles and miles. I thought it'd be funny if you were, if I was like, hey, did you ever find like a sword or a knife? And you're like, no, but I found a like I found a rifle. <laughs> like you found like something like whoa! I found this old rusty antique uh, revolver. <laughs> I found this um, rusty uh, machine gun laying around <laughs> once. Weird, fully loaded. <laughs> <laughs> I called it Herbie. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, gross. Hey, do you have you heard about this town rivalry? ends in a disastrous pumpkin what was the word contest contest yeah so the town settled their rivalry through some kind of pumpkin carving contest or was there i think what it was was that there were two individuals who Mm -hmm. um had been competing for the number one spot like year after year for the pumpkin con- like growing pump like a pumpkin yeah. growing contest okay. yeah um and then it ended in 
um, neither of them winning because their pumpkins fell off the same truck. Oh, no. <laughs> what a sad ending. I couldn't tell if that was like genuine yeah. sadness. I feel bad. I thought it was, I thought you were going to say it ended with like everyone throwing pumpkins at each other. It was a disastrous pumpkin contest. It was. No one won. No one. No winners. There are no winners. No. And then everyone watched in horror. Oh. Except for, um, you know, truck driving Trent, who was <laughs> the one who won first place uh, because his pumpkin wasn't on the truck. It was in the cab. And he was from a third town that had no beef with either one of them. Yeah. Uh, of course. Yeah. Trent. It was a county fair for pumpkins. Pumpkin fair. I love I love a good pumpkin fair. Yeah. Yeah, those are the best. This this was um not a, really a local story. It was local in that it was in the US. Okay. Mhm. Yeah, there's not a lot. I think the pumpkin is uh, when I think of pumpkins, I think of like North America. Yeah. Like I don't really think of uh, pumpkins being used in other like for decorative purposes or food in other countries but i'm sure it is yeah but it just it, it definitely strikes something very north american Do you, uh, i wonder if it comes from maybe uh native americans and stuff like that because we had gourds and mm-hmm. um maize and yeah like those I'm, sort of things for the first thanksgiving maybe yeah that's kind of what I, I associate with thanksgiving right yeah yeah and we've we just love the holiday season so much that we decided to extend pumpkins into uh halloween also (laughs) so we're like you know what we're gonna celebrate these pumpkins from october maybe even september you're right all the way through because we do so maybe pumpkins are are more common around the world in in the form of jack-o'-lanterns because that's probably halloween's celebrated and jack-o'-lanterns were originally made out of turnips i believe really turnips i think so would you think i just fell off the turnip truck with those pumpkins and that pumpkin disaster at the contest at the fair it was a real thing (laughs) and And they weren't the only ones who lost it was like you know lots of other people the town lost there were kids who had their pumpkins they were very proud and like the preschool edition was in there oh man it's it's a disaster uh so like the pumpkins were all on display and then something collapsed and everything just got crushed well i think what happened was that the truck was driving and the hatch came loose oh so as they were transporting all the pumpkins to the main area so that everyone could judge them for display the pumpkin display zone yeah if you will um they uh, i would say 85 percent of them rolled off the truck oh no and then smashed to their destruction (sighs) and so it was all all levels and everyone had their names on them and um and again these were not decorative pumpkins they were just no just food for like i grew the biggest pumpkin type they had different categories like they had um you know the the littlest pumpkin so it was like you know little kids ages from like three to eight and then i had um there was the uh, girthy gourd girthy gourd category yeah girthiest gourd yep um i was gonna say the funny shaped (laughs) um uh, <laughs> silly shaped flattest pumpkin yeah <laughs> flattest pumpkin biggest pumpkin mm-hmm. i like this uh, david s pumpkins yep that's the one <laughs> any questions <laughs> um yeah so yeah because when you first read this headline i imagined like a like a f- pumpkin fight 
but it really it was a whole different like my mind went a whole different direction yeah it was more about a growing contest that ended disastrously yeah not the town rivalry reaching such an epic high point that everyone just started throwing pumpkins at each other right and seeds and like that sticky weird yeah. sloppy stuff hitting people in the face name of my sex tape <laughs> 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 I do think that this rivalry, it, while the contest ended in destruction, I think that it brought these two people closer together so right. that they were no longer um, fighting with each other. Right. They both lost out on something and they realized how all this fighting was was just wrong. All of it could end in just a quick tumble yeah, to a, the ground out of right. a truck. Right. So. Now it's a powerful lesson for the pumpkin fair. Yeah. But it, one, it really is. But now the town's healing. Yeah. And that's good. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna make a delicious pumpkin pie with all those smashed pumpkin guts. Yeah. And a um, unity pie, if you will. You know what? Next year they've already booked the smashing pumpkins for um, the town for pumpkin fair. They're yeah. gonna have headline, they're headlining pumpkin fair this year. Yeah. Are you kidding? Oh my god, that's so great. Next year, not this year. Well, sure. The pumpkin yeah. fair has already happened this I year. I know, I know. I guess I just didn't want to let it go. I, it's such an important moment for me in the fall. Say it ain't snow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a Smashing Pumpkin song to fit in there. I can't. I can't think of them. Um, nope. Can't do it. No. Nope. Like I've, I feel like I've just blocked them out of my my brain. Uh-huh. The Smashing Pumpkins. I know there's that one song that they do that also um, the Dixie Chicks do. <laughs> What's that one? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's like a cover, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of it. I Yeah, carry on. Carry on. Next article. Uh, what was the last article? Long thought to be extinct miniature moose rediscovered in northern Canada. Yeah. Oh, miniature moose. Like, I'm wondering how tiny is the miniature moose? I it's Like, like the, a puppy size? I want to see it at a puppy size. No. Well, you think about how big a moose is. Yeah. Think about how big a normal size horse is. Right. The now moose imagine, is bigger than a horse, right? Right. So imagine like an equal size of a, a moose in the other direction yeah 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 so like like a miniature horse you Aww. have a miniature moose miniature moose yeah they sound they sound adorable can right? they be domesticated i imagine they're mean like regular moose are, are moose mean i don't think they're well i don't know if they're mean so much as they are they're like any other wild animal you know they right. they unpredictable yes that's a good way to put it unpredictable i remember when we were in new hampshire many years ago there were lots of moose crossing signs mm-hmm. not once did we see we one. never saw one but i remember we a local that we were talking to one night was like uh <laughs> describing to us encountering a moose and how just overwhelming it could be for the first time because they're so because you don't realize how gigantic they are you just think of marty the moose from vacation I'm sorry. What are you laughing at over there? <laughs> well, I can think of were dick jokes. <laughs> you, wanna, you won't believe how big it's going to be. It's uh, You know, uh, there's all this lore about what it's going to be like, and then <laughs> you don't realize just how big they Whoa. are. Wow, that's, that's no miniature moose. 
<laughs> yeah. That's a full-size moose knuckle. <laughs> Gross. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You brought it down to this level. Don't yell at me about it. I'm apologizing to our audience. Oh, okay. I thought you were, apo- I thought you were apologizing to me. No. <laughs> Why would I apologize to you? I have nothing to apologize to you for. <laughs> well, that concludes Fake Headlines Podcast <laughs> because we have a private podcast we have to do right now. <laughs> We're going to send it into our therapist. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, mo- yeah, moose are, are very, They're very huge. large. So yeah. imagine like a miniature pony size moose. That must be a fun discovery. You just happen to see that roaming around the forest. And you think it's like a baby moose, but then you realize it has huge antlers. <laughs> it's be right. You see it like smoking a cigarette. Oh, it must be like 18. Huh? Wow. All right. Uh, and it, I don't, I don't think it was just one that was discovered. Like to, to rediscover it, I think it had to have been like at least a, a, family or right, like a herd a, yeah like a herd of moose is that what they call it i don't know i think so yeah mm-hmm. oh that's really cute yeah I'd, I'd love to see miniature miniature moose mooses. i'd like to see a real moose have we ever seen a real moose no i think that was our one shot was the unless we saw them in a zoo because sometimes like maybe that's the rochester zoo yeah i feel like the rochester zoo would have a moose because they don't have a lot of animals there it's a smaller zoo that we've been to or that one place in varysburg was oh, that right was yes. that where the Hidden Valley Animal Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there might be one we there. We must have saw a moose there. We had to have. Because yeah. that was that kind of animal. Was like elk and moose. And they had a zebra donkey hybrid. That's so weird. Did they create... Did they? Are they doing like weird experiments I there? I don't think so. I hope, I hope not. not. It seemed like a friendly place. Yeah. Although they were selling like bison burgers there. And they had bisons like outside the window, which was, was kind of creepy. It was very concerning to me. I still ate it. But I felt funny about it. I don't know if I did. I can't remember if I was still eating red meat at that point. Yeah, I don't know. It was a while ago. It must have been. <laughs> but I don't think I had that. That was a really fun place. Like you sit on like a, uh, there's a place out in the middle of nowhere near us. Mm-hmm. And you sit like on a trailer, and like a bench seating on a trailer. And mm-hmm. then a tractor drives you around this property. And there's all kinds of sort of exotic animals. Like you said, the zebra hybrid. Yeah. We saw a moose. We saw elk. Elk. Some other kind of cows that weren't like cows, but they were like of the bovine bulls. family. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were huge. It was pretty crazy. You could feed them. Very dangerous. Looking back on it, yeah, it was kind of <laughs> it's kind of dangerous. Although maybe they're used to people because I'm sure they're not like new new animals to the area. Weren't there like ostrich there or something? Yes, there, there was were, big yep. birds. There, were <laughs> there was an ostrich <laughs> there, right? There was a big bird there. <laughs> it was very concerning. <laughs> they were gigantic they animals. They just like flashed in my head yeah. like, oh yeah, there yep. was an ostrich right yeah. next to us. Yep. There's some weird, Whoa. some unusual animals for that you don't normally just see. Just running loose. Just running on acres of this uh, property. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a fun time though. Yeah, absolutely. But, I'd go back. Yeah, I would too. It's, it's a little bit out of our way now where we're currently living. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, it was fun. So miniature moose, I imagine the miniature moose, um, being used at like sporting events, like people bring like a, it's like a mascot, like a little, comes out, I can like just lots of parties. I have a little party. Uh huh. I have like a little pony ride, moose ride. I like a real one. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to domesticate them. It's not like you domesticate. Yeah, true. Regular size moose. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. 
I mean, horses is one thing because I think we, well, I don't think, but we used to use them for things and yeah. people still do use horses for. We saw that the other day. We did. We're, I was driving along the highway and we saw an Amish person with three horses. Tilling a field? Is that what they were doing? Something like that. Let's go with that. Was that the right word? word. They were doing something. They're plowing a field, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. But it was like, no, oh, not a tractor. It was a three horse situation. <laughs> also, <laughs> name of my sex tape. <laughs> Gross, Kevin. <laughs> L. A three horse situation. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, th- I mean that would be pretty neat, and and uh, hopefully since they rediscover them and that they are no longer extinct, um, they can at least uh, create a um, a protected area of where they found them, mm-hmm. so that they continue to procreate, so that the population grows. Yeah. You know, yeah, the world needs more minute. The world needs uh, the miniature moose now more than ever. Yeah, I think we can all agree with that. Yeah. Um, well, Tiffany, all of these articles sound um, impossible, so I do not know. <laughs> I kind of want to go with the miniature moose as being the real story because I, I like it, mm-hmm. and it sounds the most believable. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to go with. Okay, um, you are not correct. I'm very sorry. Well, give me the scoop. <laughs> is it the eight-year-old with the sword? It is. It is. Okay. Yes. Um, my article comes from NPR. Mm. National Public Radio. Um, earlier this summer, an eight-year-old girl named Saga Vanek. Vanek. Yeah, let's go with Vanek. Uh, sure. Was doing what she often does, waiting in Sweden's Lake Vidostern. I thought you were going to say, well, she always does, looking for swords. Looking for swords. Always looking for weapons, this kid. I apologize for stumbling over that. Um, I like to walk around finding rocks and sticks in the water, and then I usually walk around on my hands and knees in the water and in the sand, she explained to Radio Sweden Wednesday. It was then that she felt something odd beneath her hand and knee. She lifted the object and saw it had a handle. She pulled it out of the water and carried it over to her father. (laughs) I love this part. Dad. I found a sword. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Dad, I want to see a sword. (laughs) Uh, And then he replied, I'm not sure you should be touching it anymore. It looks fragile. Saga. Also name of my sex tape. (laughs) No. No. Talking about eight-year-old girl finding a sword in the lake. I know. Back to the story. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure you should be touching it anymore, he replied. It looks fragile. (laughs) sorry i'm not mature (laughs) this eight-year-old girl is more mature than i am (laughs) saga and her father took the sword to authorities and found it was very old indeed indeed an amazing story michael nordstrom head of the cultural heritage department at uh, the county museum told npr in an email we now believe the sword is about 1500 years old oh wow According to the museum, the sword is about 33 inches long and exceptionally well-preserved. Wow. It even has a sheath made of wooden leather. Really? That was all found in the water? Yeah. That's I can't believe so that quite crazy. Yeah. being in, in the water, it, um, it held up like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Further searching in the lake yielded a piece of metal jewelry from AD 300 to 400. Wow. 
which was pretty cool. Oh, they have a picture of her and she's super cute. Um, in the coming days, a team including the County Museum and the County's Administrative Board and members of the Swedish Metal Searchers Association, of course. Swedish Metal Searchers, yeah, rock on. <laughs> um, will we'll conduct additional searches of the area. They hope to find other items that could offer clues about the sword and the jewelry. Oh, yeah, there might be more stuff there from this person or wherever. Like, yeah, that's so cool. Uh, c- uh Conservators are examining the items, and it will be at least a year before the sword will be exhibited. Oh, wow. Uh, Why it has come to be there, we don't know, uh, Nordstrom told the site. But perhaps it's a place of sacrifice. Oh, God. At first we thought it could be graves situated nearby the lake, but we don't think that anymore. Saga moved with her family to Sweden just last year, the local report. She grew up in Minneapolis, and her father is from Minnesota. Oh, really? Hmm. And what does Saga think of her ancient discovery? That it was pretty cool and that it was exciting, she told Radio Sweden. <laughs> That's really cute. It's not that common that you find a sword that is 1,500 years old. That's Aww. awesome. I think that's super sweet. I think it's really cute. Like, for me, this was a a close-to-my-heart kind of story because, like, my dad and I would go out exploring things and yeah. just walk around and, and do really fun things like that. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's... I mean, it's weird that she would just be out in a lake on her hands and knees just exploring for things. Weird At least to me. there was an adult nearby. Right, yeah. And when it's said like that, it seems odd. But, it you know, it, sa- it sounds like it, she was in a safe situation. Yeah. But and, and that's I'm, so sweet. I imagine, like, too, like, you, as you were talking about the, how we were discussing how well-preserved it was. Like, probably the water is super pure that, that they were in. So maybe that helped keep it, like, yeah. preserved longer, too. And the, the climate... Yeah. The purity of the water. I don't know. I was just throwing it out there. Um, Very cool. Yeah. So this is the sword. Oh, wow. That's not what I expected. That's what she said. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not mature. <laughs> and look how cute she is. Oh, yeah. She is. Cute. She's precious. <laughs> she really is. She's so excited and so happy. <laughs> like her little lumberjack jacket. I know. Jacket. Yeah. So. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Nice job, Tiff. Great job, Kev. Yeah, that was fun. That was awesome. So thanks for listening, everybody, to Fake Headlines Podcast. This has been episode 25. Uh, please be sure to uh, tell all your friends about us. Uh, you can find us on uh, social media, Fake Head Pod on Twitter. Face, uh, fake Headlines Podcast. Pop. <laughs> face Headlines Podcast. Face, face Headlines Podcast. I speak Swedish now. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook and Instagram under fake headlines podcast and uh yeah like kevin said uh if you could just tell your friends about our show that would be terrific but even better if you could um go ahead and rate us uh on any sort of site that you are able to um especially apple Podcasts. if you're able just to hit that five stars on there you don't have to write a review if you have the time that's great too but even just hitting that five stars helps a lot the advantage of that is that it helps our podcast grow um it allows it to be more um more visible more on the radar uh, for people to see and uh that's really what's important to us it's not about um how awesome we are i mean that's well pretty i mean you can tell us that that's fine i'm not gonna complain about it or anything but we have holes in our soul that need your love yeah to fill yeah people listening yeah (laughs) all right thanks guys and we'll see you next week Bye. bye